That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Welcome to the Tech Meme Ride Home for Monday, July 9th, 2018. I'm Brian McCullough. Today, Xiaomi's IPO disappoints. Apple Music gains on Spotify. Amazon's ad business could be a contender. And why half the members of a popular subreddit are getting banned. Here's what you missed today in the world of tech. Chinese phone maker Xiaomi had its IPO overnight, or yesterday, depending on where you are in the world when you listen to this. And as feared, it was not exactly a blockbuster. Xiaomi's stock opened for trading down more than 2% and slipped nearly 6% during the trading session before closing just below the original IPO price. If you'll recall, Xiaomi had to price its shares at the bottom of its expected range, So although the company raised $4.7 billion, it had originally hoped to raise a lot more. In fact, more than twice as much. Xiaomi president and co-founder Lin Bin told CNBC, quote, I think short-term stock price is mostly dictated by market conditions. What we will be doing is to focus on the long-term growth of our business, end quote. Analysts noted that Xiaomi's pricing was definitely aggressive, As noted on a recent episode, Xiaomi has been trying to position itself as an internet company, while the stock market largely sees it as a maker of smartphones. Hao Hong, head of research at Bocom International, told CNBC, quote, The share was priced at a very high valuation multiple, substantially higher than its global peers. Even though Xiaomi remained to be a very good story. I think the market is at a stage where you have to prove yourself first before the market can give you a good valuation, end quote. Founder Lin Bin retorted that whether or not the market decided Xiaomi was simply a hardware maker was of little concern. Quote, I don't know how to call us. Make a name for us. We'll be happy to accept anything, end quote. Reuters suggested that overall, Xiaomi's weak debut might signal trouble for other upcoming Hong Kong tech companies looking to go public. Quote, A packed initial public offering calendar in the coming months will include a $4 billion deal from online food delivery to ticketing services platform Maituan Dianping and an up to $10 billion IPO from China Tower, the world's largest mobile tower operator. Given the targeted high valuations of many new economy IPO hopefuls and the number of IPOs going forward, it will be challenging for the market to digest all of them, said Hong Hao of Bocom International. Remember that investment round in e-scooter startup Lime that we talked about last week? It was supposed to be a $300 million round, and both GV and Alphabet itself were investing. Well... Status update, the round is now reported to be $335 million, valuing Lime at $1.1 billion, and it's now even more crowded because Uber is investing as well. And not just investing, Uber plans to promote Lime through its own app, as well as co-brand some of Lime's scooters. 
So again, it's that one app for transportation concept. You should soon be able to rent Lime scooters directly through the Uber app. As Dan Premack tweeted, this whole space just keeps getting more and more crowded. Quote, Uber strikes scooter deal with Lime. Lime took money from GV and Alphabet. So it's another case of Uber indirectly partnering with the company that sued it. Uber and Lime are competing for the five scooter licenses in San Francisco. Gotta wonder if this is a prelude to M&A, like Uber's deal with Jump. Apple's efforts to expand its services and subscription businesses seems to be going well, at least when it comes to streaming music. Forever, Spotify has held the lead in terms of the number of subscribers to streaming music services, but that lead might not last for long. According to the Financial Times, Apple Music had around 21.5 million U.S. subscribers, compared to Spotify's 22.5 million subscribers in the U.S., give or take. So Apple is currently only about a million subs behind Spotify. Spotify still has what the Financial Times characterizes as a commanding lead globally, but Apple Music seems to be growing faster in the U.S., in the U.K., and in Canada. Analysts project that by the end of the year, Apple Music should have 27 million U.S. subscribers compared to Spotify's 24 million. The state of play globally is that Spotify currently has 75 million worldwide subscribers, but expects to have 100 million by the end of this year. Apple reported that it had 50 million subscribers globally as of May. Mark Mulligan, an analyst at Media Research, told the Financial Times, quote, Spotify has always targeted music lovers who tend to be a bit younger and were early adopters of streaming. A lot of that base has been soaked up now, whereas Apple has a much wider customer base. They can get those more mainstream people very easily because Apple Music is already in their phone and they already have their credit card info, end quote. One perhaps anecdotal sign of Apple Music's growing clout, the recent release of the album Scorpion by Drake, widely expected to be the biggest album of the year. In the first 24 hours of that album's release, it was streamed 170 million times on Apple Music, while Spotify saw only 130 million streams. What's interesting about those numbers is that Apple saw more Drake streams, despite Spotify having three times the number of total subscribers. So there are, of course, many reasons why Amazon stock has been on a tear the last 18 months or so. Of course, the main reason is the emergence of AWS as a monster new business, as well as the growing realization that Amazon is simply eating all of commerce, whether online or off. But there's another business that Amazon has sort of quietly been beginning to monetize that hasn't gotten a lot of attention. Advertising. That is, Amazon running ads on its own website. In the first quarter of this year, Amazon's, quote, other segment, where the advertising business lives in its quarterly reports to Wall Street, grew to $2 billion, an increase of 139%. Could Amazon become that much-looked-for third horse to compete with Google and Facebook and break the online advertising duopoly? As a piece from NBC News notes, Google knows what you're interested in, and Facebook knows who you are, but Amazon knows what you buy. If it really turns on the money spigot that that data represents, Amazon could have a major new revenue stream overnight. Quoting from Michael Casson, the founder of MediaLink, an advertising and media consultancy, 
What's interesting is advertising is not their lead punch. It's a tiny part of their revenue. It's growing fast, end quote. The digital advertising market is projected to grow 61% in the next year to $316 billion. Amazon is currently in fifth place among digital ad sellers in the U.S., but it is projected to leap to number three by 2020 behind only Google and Facebook. As Amazon is increasingly the one place that people go to buy things, the fact that its internal search engine is where people go to investigate products could mean that it could basically usurp Google when it comes to commerce searches. Quoting from the NBC piece, The company can serve up search ads alongside its search results that point customers to sponsored posts of just about any product. Those ads show up alongside products labeled Amazon's Choice and Bestseller, with Amazon's own products called Amazon Basics usually the cheapest, end quote. So Amazon could win by pimping its own stuff, but also by charging other merchants to show up as well. Alex DeGrote, an analyst at Senkos Securities, a financial firm, said on CNBC in April, quote, I think Amazon will do retail search and take Google to the cleaners. Slowly over time, you will see Amazon as your retail search engine rather than Google, end quote. But there are even more interesting angles to this. Like everyone else, Amazon is increasingly investing in its own media business, streaming movies, music, etc. If Amazon Prime Video emerges as a major player, well, Amazon could serve ads there as well. Plus, there's Twitch, the gaming streaming platform Amazon owns, which is already aggressively being monetized. Oh, and one more thing, the Alexa platform. There are no ads on Alexa yet, but you could easily see that being a valuable place to drop an ad or two in someday. But will advertisers want to play ball with Amazon? Sure, advertisers would love an alternative to Google and Facebook, who between them have swallowed up more than half of the entire digital ad market. But as the NBC piece notes, quote, For advertisers, the short-term opportunity that Amazon offers is offset by the realization that they could be providing the company with the data and market power it needs to eventually run them out of business. Advertisers that spend money to display their products on Amazon's search page give up data about their customers in return for sales, but those same marketers are also helping Amazon build a better mousetrap by learning more about customer intent. How much are you educating them? And could sharing your data benefit your competitors? Asked Amanda Richman, CEO of the ad agency Wavemaker. We all know there are things in life that you have to compromise on, but when it comes to your health, there is no compromise. So don't go back to that one doctor who uses your appointment to catch up on the latest headlines, their family group chat, their crossword puzzles, just because they're available right now or they take your slightly sketchy insurance. Instead, check out ZocDoc, the place where you can find and book doctors who will make you feel comfortable, listen to you, and prioritize your health. And you can search by location, availability, and insurance. So literally no compromises here, because with ZocDoc, you've got more options than you know. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. Once you find the doc you want, you can book them immediately. No more waiting awkwardly on hold with a receptionist. And these docs all have verified reviews from actual real patients. We're talking about booking appointments with tens of thousands of top-rated patient-reviewed credible doctors and specialists. I have personally used ZocDoc to find a podiatrist when I needed one for the first time ever in my life. Go to ZocDoc.com 
slash techmeme and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash techmeme. ZocDoc.com slash techmeme. When you go through airport security, there's one line where the TSA agent checks your ID and another line where a machine scans your bag. The same thing happens in enterprise security, but instead of passengers and luggage, it's end users and their devices. These days, most companies are pretty good at the first part of the equation where they check user identity, but user devices can roll right through authentication without getting inspected at all. In fact, 47% of companies allow unmanaged, untrusted devices to access their data. That means an employee can log in from a laptop that has its firewall turned off and hasn't been updated in six months. Or worse, that laptop might belong to a bad actor using employee credentials. Collide finally solves the device trust problem. Collide ensures that no device can log into your Okta-protected apps unless it passes your security checks. Plus, you can use Collide on devices without MDM, like your Linux fleet, contractor devices, and every BYOD phone and laptop in your company. Visit collide.com slash ride to watch a demo and see how it all works. That's K-O-L-I-D-E dot com slash ride, collide.com slash ride. We keep hearing about how robots and algorithms will soon be stealing jobs, even from highly skilled white-collar workers. And over the weekend, the New York Times had a piece up that gives a specific example of that very thing happening today. The job of a fashion buyer might seem like a highly subjective one, more of an art than a skill. If you sell 300 pairs of shoes in a month, should you order 1,000 the next month? Are fashion trends holding? Is a design gaining popularity or have tastes moved on? Increasingly, algorithms are proving more adept at anticipating what customers want. Gut instinct is being replaced by cold, hard calculations. The Times article highlights a company called Stitch Fix, an online styling service that sends customers one of those monthly box-type deals. You keep and pay for what you want, and what you don't want, you send back. Quote, Stitch Fix relies heavily on algorithms to guide its buying decisions. In fact, its business probably could not exist without them. Those algorithms project how many clients will be in a given situation or, quote, state several months in the future like expanding their wardrobe after, say, starting a new job, and what volume of clothes people tend to buy in each situation. The algorithms also know which styles people with different profiles tend to favor, say, a petite nurse with children who lives in Texas, end quote. The article also mentions how algorithms are getting better and better at producing actual clothing designs that prove popular as well. So again, actual artistry is being replaced by math. The best-selling shirt on Indian e-commerce site Mintra, was designed by two algorithms working in tandem. Quote, The first algorithm generated random images that it tried to pass off as clothing. The second had to distinguish between those images and clothes in Mintra's inventory. Through a long game of one-upsmanship, the first algorithm got better at producing images that resembled clothing, and the second got better at determining whether they were like but not identical to actual products. This back-and-forth an example of artificial intelligence at work, created designs whose sales are now growing at 100%, said Anant Narayanan, Mintra's chief executive. Quote, it's working. Travel and routing app Waze 
will reportedly begin providing its traffic and incident data for free to U.S. cities as well as the federal government to help them manage traffic as well as make roads safer. As you probably know, you can report accidents directly in the Waze app, ostensibly to warn other motorists of incidents on the road. The feds wanted to see how well that data lined up with collision report numbers that government agencies have been collecting for years. So far, the consensus is that Waze does a, quote, reasonably good job of not only reporting, but estimating major crashes. The hope is that real-time data from Waze will allow governments of all sizes to address road hazards in a more timely fashion. Quoting from an article in the Washington Post, Using Maryland as a test case, federal researchers are finding they can closely estimate the number of actual crashes on roads from Waze data, according to the Transportation Department. Busy roads with many Waze users provide the best results, while less crowded overnight hours aren't as good. Federal officials foresee development of a nationwide crash count tool, as well as state and local applications. And they envision broader potential breakthroughs if the efforts are successful. Finally today, spoiler alert for Avengers Infinity War. If you haven't seen the movie yet, I'm about to read a story that will basically reveal the ending of that movie. So stop listening now if you need to. Okay. So here's a fun little thing. Apparently, there's a subreddit called Thanos Did Nothing Wrong, which, tongue-in-cheek, is dedicated to the Avengers' arch-nemesis with memes, jokes, and other ephemera. The subreddit currently has more than 600,000 members, but maybe not for long. You know how in the movie, Thanos wanted the Infinity Stones so he could wipe out half the population of the universe because of overpopulation, limited resources, etc. Well, the members of this subreddit want to riff on that by banning exactly half of the subreddit's members randomly and permanently, just like in the movie. The members of the subreddit are on board with this, posting, give ban, give ban, over and over again, and quoting from Thanos' speech from the film, dread it, run from it, destiny still arrives. Reddit is also on board with this, The subreddit was recently named subreddit of the day, and people have been joining in droves just to take part in this joke. Last week, there were only 200,000 members of the subreddit, but people want to join up to see if they'll be banned as well. The moderators of the subreddit actually reached out to Reddit itself to help with the logistics. The mass banning was supposed to take place before the July 4th holiday, but Reddit asked them to delay since their engineers would mostly be off for the holiday. Reddit has apparently designed a bot that will snuff out half of the subscribers randomly at some point today, July 9th. At the time of this recording, the culling hasn't happened yet. So depending on when you hear this, pop over to r slash Thanos did nothing wrong and see if you can participate in this virtual rapture. People who are banned plan to congregate in new subreddits like r slash in the soul stone a reference to a popular theory about what may have happened to everyone who died in Avengers Infinity War. And that's all for today. I've been your host, Brian McCullough. Follow me on Twitter at BrianMCC. Follow the TechMeme editors on Twitter at TechMeme, and be sure to check out techmeme.com any hour of the day or night for the latest tech headlines. Talk to you tomorrow.